This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so we thought D'Amico Ryans did an amazing job at his press conference. I, we can pull proof. Ben, we've got that whole cadre of Ryans audio here. I can pick any of them off the top here, and they're going to sound amazing. Give me Ryans 13, Ben. Just give me Ryans 13 if you can find it. I know you got to take a second here, but just to, for, for context's sake, this is how great D'Amico Ryans sounded at his press conference last week. Because I've become a head coach, and I've been around a lot of different coaches. I, I always take what I learn from each place I've been. I, when I first started here with Coach Gary Kubiak, right, he taught, taught us how what a first-class organization looked like. Right? He taught us, Gary Kubiak taught us, you treat players as men first. Right? I learned that from Gary. Moving on to Philadelphia, being around Andy Reid, I learned from Andy Reid how to be a great teacher. Right, Andy was an awesome teacher, but he's also a protector of his players. So you'll never see me throwing a player under the bus. It'll always be about protecting our players first. And with Coach Chip Kelly, what I learned from him, he was a master motivator, but he was also very an innovator. And Chip Kelly, he didn't waste. He was always on the cutting edge, right? Always looking for ways to get better with sports science, technology. And I I take things that I learned from all these men and. That's how I feel like you build an organization, right? You build a first-class organization, right? You protect your players, be a great teacher, motivate them, and do everything to be adaptable, to change, and make sure we have the best things for our players when it comes to sports science and technology. Yeah. So uh, the Chip Kelly stuff is, I think, uh, the part that probably – I I got most excited about just because I felt like that was a, a stark departure from David Culley and Lovey Smith. No doubt. That was uh, the reminder that, okay, yeah, D'Amico is very much uh, <laughs> a young, modern NFL football coach. And one of the reasons probably that he's very old school in a lot of ways, but he's also probably somebody that Nick Casario feel – he and Nick Casario feel very similar about. So, yeah, that press conference was like the um, – the Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction album. Like yeah. you can just you can you can spin up any anyone in there and it's gonna be all right. Play any Vers- song, yeah. Yeah. Versus <laughs> some of these others is like uh, the the Chinese Democracy album from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> right, right, uh, the, right. The, 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 it was uh, it was Axl Rose and some other dudes. Yeah, it was just a complete mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're a U two fan, it's like a Joshua Tree versus Zuropa. You know that kind of thing. <laughs> Zuropa. <laughs> right. <laughs> what the hell was that? I don't know. I don't know. And I think a lot of people were saying that. They went like what? techno, right? Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people were saying, "What the hell was that?" When Dan Campbell said this at his introductory press conference two years ago. Here's what I do know, is that this team is going to take on the identity of this city, all right? And the city's been been down, and it found a way to get up, all right? It's found a way to uh, overcome adversity. 
All right. And so this team's going to be built on, uh, we're going to kick you in the teeth. All right. And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. All right. And we're going to stand up and then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before, before long, we're going to be the last one standing. He so wanted to have a third kneecap in there. You could tell. I thought, God, in my memory, I thought he had gone after a third kneecap. No, just a so hunk out of you. Yeah. He's had a hunk out of you. Yeah, yeah. He probably, he probably caught himself before he said, we're going to take your manhood. Right, right. Yeah, it was. Uh... <laughs> then we're going to take your third leg, if you know what I mean. That was, uh, you know, the, the problem with Dan Campbell's press conference was that there were parts of it that were actually really, really good yeah. where you could see the Dan Campbell that I think he settled into. But uh, kind of like the Astros press conference, you're only going to – the stuff that's going to hit nationally is the the worst of it. So, likewise, with Dan Campbell, the kneecap part was a big one. It was a big one, and everybody was laughing at Dan Campbell and like, oh, this isn't going to work. And even after, maybe after year one, they thought that. Although I thought even though they were picking second in the draft, the Lions – they fought hard back in 2021, and now they're nine and eight this year. They finished on a nice long win streak at the end of the year, and I think they're going to be they're going to be one of the dark horse teams for everybody coming into this year. Yeah, this year I'm still uh, I'm putting them on Bill O'Brien at Penn State level. Where okay, let's 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 calm down a little bit. Let's okay. not crown somebody before just because they had a nice showing above and beyond expectations. Yeah. doesn't mean that they were a genuinely good football team, right? You know the. It's, uh, it's it's something else to actually get to that quality team level. No, no, fair enough. I think my point with this is I think Dan Campbell has outkicked his press conference. Yeah, at yeah. least oh, the perception. Sure. Yeah. yeah, the yeah. perception, especially given where where Detroit has been as a yeah, 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 exactly. Um, now this is a big one, and again the the goal of this the goal of this exercise is to remind people not at the press conference doesn't mean everything. I think I think D'Amico Ryan's is going to be really really good for a whole lot of reasons other than he crushed the press conference last week. But we should remind people. There's a Super Bowl this weekend, and this was the introductory press conference for one of the two head coaches still left standing in the 2022 season. Next thing that's very important to me is that we build a smart football team, that we have a smart football team here, and I know we have the, the people in place to do that. The first part of that, the first part of being smart is knowing what to do. We're going we're gonna to know, we're going to have systems in place that are easier to learn. All right, complicated to the defense or offense that they're going against or the special teams group they're going against, but easy for us to learn. Because when we can put that, because we, when we can learn our system and we can get good at our system, then our talent can take over. Less thinking equals talent take over, but we need to have systems in place, and we will have systems in place. All right, so um, you know what's funny? <laughs> he was just so excited. He was, yeah, you know what's funny about that? And obviously Nick Sirianni's done a yeah. great job. Um his listening to that, especially the last 30 seconds of that, about the systems and making yeah. things appear complex, but they'll be simple to us, that was the message that Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans were conveying much more eloquently right. at their press. When, right. when they were saying it, like, we're going to make the simple appear complex, yes. and everybody's just lapping it up, and they're like, this sounds like a plan to win a Super Bowl right That's here. That's right. Uh, delivered with eloquence, it makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference, yeah. Sirianni is just so damn excited yeah. is the problem. Yep. And I think that, uh, that boy, that concept, by the way, we used to have a special teams coach, Frank Ant Sr., who was a Naval Academy guy, so he used to come in and talk about 
special forces stuff and special uh, Navy SEAL stuff all the time. And it was cool. Fight. He was an actual pilot, so you're talking about fighter jet stuff. And it was cool because instead of instead of some blowhard football coach who's trying to pretend he's General Patton, this was an actual military yeah. guy, a naval yeah. guy telling you. But that whole simple made complex thing that's – with with like SEAL teams and a lot of other special forces or special ops units, that's one of the big things is like how do you take six shooters and make it seem to the enemy like it's eighteen shooters? Yeah. So that like they feel like they're surrounded when actually it's just guys taking a shooting around, moving, shooting again. Like and and that's it's like you you make the enemy or the opponent feel like they're defending way more than they actually are. And that's something that you know Gary Kubiak's schemes have been very, very good at yeah. through the years. So that that um that that part, and you know, not to mention Chip Kelly and Andy Reid and other guys that D'Amico has played for. I think that's the kind of stuff that Nick Casario would talk to D'Amico about and get super excited. Dude, I feel who was that coach you just said that was an actual Navy SEAL? Frank? No, 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 no. He was a pilot. Pilot. I'm Frank sorry. Gantz, he went to Naval Academy. Got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Um, but Frank Gantz Senior. Okay. I feel he like I'm. A- a- I feel like on the power rankings of cool grandfathers, yeah. one that was in the military and actually fought would be pretty high up the list in terms of like sitting down and telling you stories. Well, he was a really, really good uh, speech giver. He yeah. was he was be- so much better than Nick Sirianni, and he was one of those guys where it was almost like a college professor where some you know some of those super popular college professors like people that aren't even taking the class will go yeah. to listen to lectures yes. he was like that where you didn't mind being in a special teams meeting cuz he was so good cuz he also was big into boxing so when he would teach how to tackle and hit and everything he would use heavyweight boxing fights as tutorials and he would tell the story of the fight and yeah. everything it was really cool yeah oh that's awesome um Demico Ryan's said that speaking of coaches he said the coach that inspired him the most. A lot of a lot of uh, a lot of Texan fans probably don't know who this guy is, but he was one of the defensive coaches at Alabama when D'Amico was there. His name's Joe Kynes. Here was D'Amico Ryan saying he inspired me from coaching. Right, it's you know it's always been important to me. It really for coaching. It kind of I got inspired from coaching back in college. My college coach Joe Coach uh, Joe Kynes. He really inspired me. One day he put me on the spot in front of the room and he asked me to make some calls and thought I knew what everybody else around me was supposed to do and I didn't know. And at that moment, I was like, wow, I need to make sure I know what everybody around me, what their job is and how I fit into this puzzle. So if he's trusting me to call on me, he believes that there's something in me that maybe I could be in the coach's shoes. And from that inspiration from Joe Kynes, it led me to truly knowing what every position around me, knowing what they had to do, all their assignments and techniques. So if a guy needed help, I could help him out. And that's where that inspiration from coaching started. Inspiration through embarrassment. Yes. Yes. That's right. Hey, that's uh, it's one thing. Hey, positive reinforcement is awesome. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we forget that um, – Fear and humiliation are the most powerful motivation. Huge. It's not. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's by the far truth. the most powerful. Yeah. yeah. So it's not. You know, I for mental health and everything else, and for an organization to be stable, you got to try to balance things out. But yeah, a little dose of humiliation at the appropriate time with the appropriate person, yep. and then handled afterwards correctly is uh, is a pretty powerful motivation. I think a lot of people can relate to that story, right? If you've been in any sort of classroom environment, you get called on by the teacher, and you don't know. It feels like you're sitting there naked in the room. 
yeah. I, I want to set the scene for what it might have been like for D'Amico Ryans in that particular meeting room with Joe Kynes. A lot of people probably aren't, probably aren't familiar with Joe Kynes, but when Mike Shula was fired as the Alabama coach back in 2006, Joe Kynes was the interim head coach in the bowl game that year. And here was Joe Kynes walking off the field at halftime of that bowl game, getting interviewed by the sideline reporter. Coach Kynes, it's been a while since you were the head coach. What do you tell your team at half? We just got to stop that little inside trap. You know, the option didn't hurt as much. We played pretty hard. We just got to stop that inside thing. Offensively, we kind of sputtered it around, got the ball in the end zone. You know, defensively, we got to get out off the field on that two-minute drive. With key injuries to your offensive line, what do you do in the second half? Oh, we're going to go play. We just got to keep playing. Thank you, Coach. <laughs> so if you're wondering what it was like, if you're wondering what it was like, D'Amico, get up here on the board. You got to know where everybody is. Tell me where the other ten guys should be. Sorry, Coach, I don't know. You don't know? That's unbelievable. How are they going to run an inside trap all day long? It says you don't know where all ten other guys are going to be. How are you going to coach in the NFL someday? <laughs> I'd like to see some kind of modern family type scenario where Ed Orgeron and Joe Kimes are, yes! uh, are, are domestic partners raising Pat Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> the odd triplets, the odd trio, which would be. <laughs> Joe, I think Patrick was drinking. He was drinking last night. I found beers in the back of his car. Well, we got to get him in here. Patrick, get in here. There's a bunch of empty beer cans in the back of the car. Yeah, Patrick, what are you doing? <laughs> I got thirsty. <laughs> there was no other. There, I, I walked into the convenience store. They were out of Red Bull. I had to buy a 24-pack. Of course, light. So it's some kind of like two and a half men slash yeah. modern family. Yeah. Uh, yeah sitcom. When are you going to bring a girl home? And is she bringing her sister? Come on, Ed. <laughs> yes. My two dads, Patrick Mahomes yeah. with Joe Kynes and, and Ed Orgeron. <laughs> God, where's he from? He's got to be from the same. I don't yeah, know. He's, he's still he's alive. Louisiana, I checked right? that. That was back in 2006. Really? Yeah, back in 2006. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I want to make sure we're going to poke fun at him that he, you know, that he's still here to defend himself. That's I'm what sure uh, it's. Um, right that boy. By the way, though, being called up like that, I, I remember talking to Wade Phillips about. Oh, it was a game. At some point, the safety had screwed up, and uh, so it was probably Swearinger. And it was, you know, I was talking about the play where it broke down, where technically it would have been the linebacker's fault. Right. Um, you know, we were doing this off camera, but it was in the middle of a Texan season. And he said, well, yeah, but ultimately it's up to the safety. The safety's got to get everybody right. So, like, if that – it it really – I mean, when you, you want to have guys, when you talk about safeties and middle linebackers being, like, the quarterbacks of your defense or the smart ones, they've – Ideally, yeah, those guys are going to get the defense right, even if somebody's got a mental error, somebody's making a mistake. So the safety seat is the linebackers lined up on the wrong guy, and you don't have time to get him there. Then you got to go pick up the slack somehow. So like it's a, it's a higher standard mm-hmm. you're holding them to. And I think from an early, probably Joe Kynes realized that D'Amico was capable of being that guy, so sure. he tested him really early on on that. And obviously, it had an impact. You know, we're twenty you know, fifteen years later, and D'Amico still cites that as a big moment for him. Um, D'Amico Ryans made the rounds this weekend, and um, one of the stops he made was at uh, Janice McNair's house and stopped in and visited Janice McNair. I th- this looks like this was the first time that the two have seen each other in person since D'Amico took the job. Here is here's The video's up on the Texans' Twitter feed. It's where I saw it. It's up on Instagram as well, so you can go to the Texans' social media accounts and go find this. If you want to see the video, here's what it sounded like. Uh, good. I'm so glad it's, to it's see a, you. Yes, ma'am. We're so, so happy to have you here. Thank you so much. It's, well, 
It's an honor. Welcome home. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. It's such an honor. Such an honor to be here and uh, to be back. Try not to cry. Oh. That's okay. Oh. The biggest fan D'Amico has for a long Mm. time. Thank you so much. Maybe next to his mother. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. We're just so happy to have you here. Yes, ma'am. That means a lot. It's a dream to us. Yes, ma'am. It's a dream to me. We're going to have great times. We are. We are. Lots of celebrations. Looking forward to it. Welcome back to H-Town. You got it, H-Town. You got it. <laughs> Janice firing off the H-Town there. I like that. That was good. Yeah, they got that all. They, they, yeah, they, Texans, uh, they figured a few things out. They the did. Last, yep, they're, they're, the they're on year, point. So. It's a cool video. I would recommend you go find The Texans have put up a ton of great content this weekend surrounding yeah. D'Amico's return here. And, I mean, that's a hard part, too, is uh, uh, about <laughs> – I was watching um, – Gems and Juice, Ryan Rocket and Figgy Figs podcast yesterday. Yeah. And they were talking a little bit about just the the perception nationally of the Texans versus locally. And and I think as it you know, in relation to the the McNair family, and again, especially now that Cal's been in charge for a few years now, um, and not his father, I think that there's it's been it's been hard to kinda sometimes paint an accurate picture of exactly how players uh, you know might feel about the McNairs um or and it's just it's just so easy for people outside the city to kind of just uh you know make themselves look good by by lobbing accusations at the McNair family in general yeah um and it's I guess with everything it's always way more complicated in reality and and that's that's what it is with the Texans I think it's uh, like there's 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 always been complexities there, as there would be in any any ownership player situation. Um, but it's not nearly how some people nationally want to paint it. I agree. Uh, Ocho text, uh, checking in on the Trailer Wheel and Frame text page. It says, good morning, the worst, good morning, guys. The worst week of Sports Talk Radio is upon us. Radio Row Week, or as I like to call it, Ass Sports Talk Radio Week. That's from Ocho. We're not on Radio Row this week. Yeah, it also, right here in I, uh, I disagree with that, too, because I think what happens sometimes is there's some people that just – there's some hosts that when they're on Radio Row will just accept interviews from anybody and everybody, and then you have some damn stupid people you don't want to hear from. Uh, like, being interviewed by people who aren't prepared to interview those people either. So it's like somebody I didn't want to hear from, and it's being interviewed by somebody. I think a lot of, I think there are a lot of people that do it right and actually just take the good interviews and everything. I've, I wish our company still sent us there. Nationally, Odyssey just doesn't send people to the Super Bowl anymore. I don't know why, because we used to make a lot of money on the week. Um, not, not for us personally. We make money for the company. We would sleep like tripled up in hotel rooms. Yeah. As our boss would tell us, well, you know, we got it. And then meanwhile, we'd go talk to the sales dudes and they'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. We, 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 we clean up during the Super Bowl. They're, it's awesome. They're doing it. Sell nest, all kinds they're, of they're, they're, we, we come back in and they're lighting cigars with $100 bills, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like Maybe. all these different companies would love to just be like, oh, yeah, we're sponsored in the Super Bowl. That's trip. right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, no, we're, we're not there. We're, we're not on Radio Row this week. This will be just a. Standard, uh, standard high effort week of Payne and Pendergast radio here on the show. We are getting some interviews with. Uh, we've carefully, we've carefully selected a few that are available to us because it's the the guests will be on Radio Row. But yeah, that's about it. Be phoners. Yeah. Yep, exactly. All right, uh, Payne and Pendergast with you. Uh, it is uh, big Monday. Uh, is a big it phoner? Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. Is it still Reaction Monday? Or is it? We, we're still reacting to stuff. All right. Well, I, Ben, you're shaking your head. If I want to react, I'm going to react. Damn it. All right. 
Who so sponsored Reaction Monday? Not sure. So it's Reaction yeah. Monday, but with a lowercase r. It's not a proper noun anymore. It's just two guys reacting to stuff is what it is. Um, notions that can be put to bed. Um, the uh, I think there's there's to me there's five things that need to be put to bed that appear to be completely false that people had the notion of heading into the D'Amico Ryan's hire. We will get to that in the seven o'clock hour. Stay there. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.